0: Good morning
1: Mr. Hudson. Good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. Welcome all to Alan Hudson's World Cup Dory Part 2. How oh, we're gonna call this. It's all about the football, because the football has started. We have done a few. uh, Alan Hudson's American Adventure, where we've talked about Anthony's journey, uh, following in your footsteps, being born in Seattle. England are playing America on Friday night, Thanksgiving Day. Must be a fantastic day for your family. We're going to get into that a little bit later. The World Cup has started. We've talked about sober Tense. We've talked about the sexuality, the uh, the monetarized and the politicized World Cup in part one. But we're going to touch a little bit upon that. But I do really want to focus now on the football and nail down the football. You picked your starting eleven uh, in part one. Gareth didn't pick that eleven. We knew that he wouldn't because he is very safe. You are very outgoing and want to get the ball down and play and attack teams. But um, your first thoughts about the World Cup that you've seen so far, Al? Um,
2: I think it's um, going to be as tight as I thought it would be. Um, uh, Obviously, the disappointment of Argentina. Yeah. Come to the forefront. It looks like they got no chance. Even if they did get through the group, they 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 were very very disappointing yesterday. In fact, um, they were almost amateurish. They were almost like watching the, an, an amateur game. Where in the first half they, uh, I mean, if they went about the game right in the first half, they could have been about six or seven up. He got the ball in the net four times, I think, but yeah. through offside. But it was the, it was a naivety of uh, how they were getting offside. They they played right upfield. The other team, they you know, they left so much space behind them, and it was so easy. They were they were easy pickings, and they were. It was an absolutely awful uh, display. Both individually and collectively. Uh, And I think uh, that's the one thing we can say already that you can count them out.
1: Yeah, it's quite incredible, really, because, you know, when you look at it before the game, I don't think anybody, I mean, you're a betting man, I don't think anybody would have put a few shillings on Saudi Arabia to turn over Argentina, especially going into the break at 1-0 up, and as you say, they had the ball in the back of the net four times, but to, to get beat in the manner and the way that they did, got to be one of the greatest upsets in a World Cup of all time, surely?
2: Well, I, you know, I, I'd put myself in, you know, in, in there as one of the part of one of their teams. I would think uh, yes. I would be, you know, they're supposed to have been on this great run and uh, everything else. And it just goes to show that um, uh, it's all about when you get to the big, big competition. Yes. It's nothing to do with the the way they play before you get there, they looked uh, they looked so lethargic and um, they almost made the other team look a decent team in the second half. And um, you know that that shouldn't be. I mean, I I see one result this morning. The last time they played Saudi Arabia, they only got beat one 0 against half a decent opponent. But you never know the teams they have out, and then, until they pick them. And I, I realised one thing: what the most outstanding feature of the game was um, that if if Messi don't if Messi don't do it, then Arden Senior don't do it. And Messi looks far from you know he he looked older than what he is, and he he played slower than I've ever seen him play. And uh, when you're playing at that level against teams who are so athletic, mm-hmm. and they are so athletic, they're so fit <clears> these <throat> nations, um, you know, it it kind of it kind of told you you just I I sat for about half hour talking to my mate about the bet betting uh, the day before, and you know Argentina and Brazil are are the favourites. Well, I've seen all of the Argentinians and Brazilian players in the Premier League, and none of them impressed me, really. Absolutely. And I don't know why, how they've made them yeah. favourites. Uh, you know, but what you do is you, you kind of go for them thinking, well, they're up their game, you know. Yeah. And when they, Yeah, we, we heard it said on TV, and we've heard it. Um, and I, I know uh, personally that obviously it's, it's like, you know, when uh, you're playing for your club one week, like when I was playing it so, and then we played it the Germans on the Wednesday night, and and it's a it's a different ball game, and it's it's a it's a much bigger step up, and and you have to raise your game. Um, but they they kind of I don't I, I don't know what was said at halftime because I was I watching it at home, and uh, I went in the kitchen uh, at halftime, didn't listen to all the jargon that was going on, and. But I can only imagine they were talking about a cricket score. Yeah. Um, and I, I was I was thinking about my mate that put quite a big bet on throughout the tournament. And he was sitting in his office in the city and he must have seen 1-0 at halftime. He thought well, that's one out of one. Uh, so it was so very disappointing. But uh, uh, what it has done is blown the competition wide open and give everybody a bit of a hope. Who are the
1: nations that that you fancy in this tournament to um, not so much win it, but go far in it? Is there a nation? I mean, I've looked at Morocco and I'm quite looking forward to watching Morocco play. I think that they're going to play with a bit of style. They've always had skillful type of players. And I think with the weather in Qatar, I think it's going to be conducive to them. Um, so, I'm looking forward to Morocco. I watched France last night, particularly impressed with France. Okay, they were playing Australia, not the greatest of opposition, but they do look a formidable force. And that boy Mbappe, I mean, he really does look as though he's up for it and he's on fire last night.
2: Well, the strangest thing last night was the, he's, he's, he's such a class act. He's <laughs> yeah. such a... He, He's such an incredible player. Uh and, and I made the man of the match the fellow that marked him. You know, the right back of Australia. He was absolutely superb, you know, he gave him such a hard time. Yeah. Uh, and if he hadn't have been Mbappe, you wouldn't have seen him again, you know. Uh, he stuck to his task and I know I, I think with Mbappe, I think he's he's like a Rolls Royce. I think he was in first gear uh and he's got two or three more gears to go up as the tournament goes on. And uh, um, ever since, well, ever since you first see him, you know, you, you, you had to just, you, you knew he was going to be the best in the world. And that's why he is it, in that role. Absolutely.
1: And and I think that France have had one or two injury problems, but it's probably or possibly has, has helped the French because it looks as though it's probably a more balanced team. Not the best 11 that they probably could pick because um, Benzema. Isn't gonna make it, but Giroud playing up front and scored a brace last night, equaling Thierry Henry on to fifty-one. He seems the perfect foil for players like Mbappe. They they tend to play a different way, and it allows them midfield runners like Rabou or Rabbit or however you pronounce his name to get forward and score goals as well. So France do look like one that um, I think will go really far. Wouldn't surprise me if they didn't win the tournament again.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, you know, they're, they're another team. It was another game where you play against that nation where you, you can, it looks like you're not in top gear. Um, you know, they've got another class act. Where uh, Griezmann's a good player. Great player. You know, he's like um, like Ericsson for Denmark. He's like, uh, you know, the Modric, he's like these type of players. He, he, he makes the game look so simple. It's ridiculous. Like um, uh, they, 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 they got uh, the only thing that w- would worry me if I was like to have a big bet on France. The only thing that would worry me about is how um, easily they made two or three chances against them. Yes, on, on the break, and that 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 would concern me defensively. Yeah, uh, but you know they they were in a situation last night. Um, as I say, the difference between them and Argentina, you know, when it was a it was a different game as regards Australia. Kind of had defended a lot. Um, well, superiors is a word, but uh, uh, they 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 looked like they could break down defenses easily. You know, they they got that they got that cutting edge. And uh, they got the best player in the tournament. So, where, the, where they go from here, as I say, it's just a matter of. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, they said it on TV last night about uh, Benzema not playing and everything else. But uh, there's no substitute for people like that. I mean, if he were playing, uh, I think he would probably be looking at the Golden Boot already, you know, after last night.
1: Absolutely. Where have all the good defenders gone, now? I mean, we look at most of these teams and, and the Achilles' heel of, of most of these teams are, are the defence, you know. And, 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 like, I'm looking at Brazil, I think, it could be there, Achilles' heel, Argentina, they're good defending, England, France. So you look at all the nations that you'd fancy. I mean, back in the day, you look at the Italians, I think that they qualified in, in 82 at the group stages. If they conceded a goal, I don't think they actually won a game until they met Brazil. But they, the art of defending... Seems to have gone out the
2: window. Oh well, that you, you touched on the, the point that he's never spoken about on TV, which should be. He's never mentioned in the papers. I think they don't know what they're watching after time. But um, it, it's it's uh, it's I put it all down to the modern game. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like Pepio, uh, the guard uh, Guardiola introducing football by goalkeepers. And these defenders now think they're, they're they're proper players, you know, instead of concentrate on stopping the opposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was hard in you know England only won the World Cup because they they really that, that was, you know they didn't have people at the back that could play apart from Bobby Moore. Ray Wilson was a decent player, but George. George Cohen wasn't really, he wasn't great in possession. Jack Shelton wasn't, Nobby Stiles wasn't. You know, so the, so that their game was all about defending yes. and defending well. You know, uh, they talk about England defending but we defer the problem with the, the England now is they, they defend in numbers. Yeah. But one on one, if they if they played an open game and defending that, you know, they would they, they would get found out. And um the the crazy thing about it is um, if you just got got off another planet and watched the England game you'd think well you got to make them you you would make them favourites but it was such a calamity you know it was uh, the goalkeepers center around they they both head batted each other in the in the first few minutes he got carried off it, it was like watching a comedy really and then the other goalkeeper comes in and he didn't know where he was uh, so, and everything that England hit went in the back of the net and uh, I think you said to me yesterday about um, saving your goals for the big matches and I think um you know they won't they won't be getting they won't be getting opportunities like that in the latter stages.
1: No, absolutely spot on. Again, the shades of Russia 2018. We had the conversation when we'd done a podcast after England had smashed Panama who, you know, are only really famous for making hats and cigars. And (laughs) all the England fans are jumping up and down saying, we're going to win the World Cup. And I remember you were at a pub and you you were talking about this. Rolling on four years, we've smashed the team about as bad as Panama, forget about these World Cup ratings, they're about as useful as the chocolate fire guard, and now the English, all we keep on hearing is, we're going to win the World Cup, well, come on, let's have a reality check, we played arguably the worst team in the tournament, and now, Friday, we're going to have a big test against America.
2: Well, you know, that was, uh, I was very, very, pleased. uh Watching an England game, knowing that uh, obviously uh, with the US, the, I was looking at more watching it in the hope of the USA obviously going through, and now my, my hopes have gone sky high now mm. um, through watching Iran because I thought they might be a little bit tougher. I heard all the stuff before the game and that queer a awesome manager. Uh you know, I heard them talk a lot of rubbish on tele and how now articulate that defensively they'd be so organized and everything But well they were so disorganized it was untrue, and uh the American manager would be looking at that game and thinking, Oh yeah, we got half a squeak here, you know he's uh, if it would have been me if I'd been in the American camp now as a player, I'd think Christ almighty, you know we got we got a big chance of getting through this group, you know. And uh, they won't fear England, that's for sure. Do
1: you think it's a case of now with Wales and Iran drawing that game, and we will talk about that game. Um, whoever beats Iran by the biggest total is going to qualify.
2: Well, um, yeah, it's it's um, that's when the old draws come into it, you know, when. Uh, you know, that was such a vital goal the other night and uh, I was so disappointed with the United States giving it away, the penalty. You know, uh, I sent a message to Anthony and the, the day before saying, you know, don't give any, tell your coach not to give any free kicks away around the box within 30 yards of goal because, that's all Gareth Bale does these days. It was, it's a little. It's, it's he's like shades of David Beckham. Yes. You know, you can't give you can't give three kicks away anywhere around a box in, in the modern game, and um, that's what they did. And uh, you know, they, although it was a penalty, it was still a reckless tackle. And if it had been outside the box, it would it was called as much danger. But um, again, it, it's it's brought up my, what I've been. When Anthony was in Colorado, he, he, when he was manager in Colorado, I went over and I I said to him, uh, I said, don't do it in matches. I said, but do it in training. You know, go have a few training sessions and, and make a bit half a bit of a joke about it. But you know, try try facing free kicks without the wall. You know, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
2: ag- again, you know, every time they put the ball down in in the modern modern game, you know, they look like there's going to be a goal where I still think they should scrap the wall and have have a a player on each post and that, I mean, David Beckham wouldn't have all the millions he had now if if there wasn't for that wall. I think that's a very valid point because when you
1: give a a penalty taker the ball from 12 yards, uh, Quite often they score, but occasionally they do miss. And I think that if you're anything, I mean, around the edge of the box... OK, there's a greater chance. But the further out it goes, the necessity for a wall really decreases. In fact, it gets in the way of the, of the goalkeeper's vision half the time. So if you move that wall away and say, go on then, one-on-one, on one, we'll put one on a post, each post and a goalkeeper. Now you try and beat us with that. Or why don't they line the bloody wall up on the goal line? <laughs> But well, you know, I suppose that uh, yeah, it pushes yeah. the forwards towards a goal as well. So, yeah, I get what you're saying.
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I can go back, uh, and I'll, if you speak to a lot of former players, they can go back to certain incidents where certain matches have maybe cost them a league or mm. uh, a run in the cup. And I remember a game uh, at Stoke when we we were about three or four games from the end of the season. We were still in a hunt uh, to win the league and uh, we played so well, I thought we were the best team in the country. Um, And then all of a sudden we played Ipswich at home and it was an horrible night. They were a horrible team to play against as well. Um, And we got a a, a free kick against us pretty much near the corner flag. Uh, It was shades of white art lane for me. It was... um, in the semi-final, and I, fought, and all of a sudden, Peter Shilton wanted a, a wall of two players yeah. uh, with a ball somewhere near the corner flag. Now we don't have a, we don't have a wall from corners of, of two players, and uh, you, you, and it makes you wonder, you know, the why, why, why goalkeepers are, want that happening. They're just leaving. You know, them two players would be vital in the box. Yeah. Put them on the post instead of putting them on the wall. What what what's going on? You know, how many times do we see a goal go in the, in one of the posts on on a, from a dead ball, and you say, well, if there'd been a, someone on the post, it wouldn't have happened. Well, we were brought up that way. That was a that was a necessity. You had to have a man on the post, and uh, that gives a goalkeeper so much more freedom. Uh, I know if I was a goalkeeper, I got if I thought about going out every time to try and catch a cross or get it away, I, 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 coming off my line early, I would be concerned about leaving an open goal. Yeah. But if you have a man on each post, I mean, there, there was a couple of great stops yesterday in a couple of matches where they, they were cleared off the line, you know, defenders. Were, were, uh, but... That shouldn't be the case anyway, because they should be there in the first place. Yeah. You know, it's um, it's uh, it when 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 games are decided by you know such fine margins in these days, it, you, you just can't do that, you know. And I, I don't see why, coach. I mean, Anthony never stayed in Colorado long enough to pull that one off because he would have been known for the man that scrapped the wall. Mm. And that would have been something I'd have done if I was a coach. I, I would have definitely done it. But, uh, and, and and we'll see. We'll see when the resilience play, you know, exactly what I mean because, they, you know, Neymar and people like that. Uh, they're just so good at it in in the modern game, and uh, you know you think that you think the modern day coaches and managers would 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 say when well, they can do what they want with the ball nowadays you know they can you know they can even put it right in the top corner postage stamp, and you know if there was somebody on the line that that don't go in yeah it it's, it's just absolutely amazes me um and that's without getting off the subject. It's, it's, it's it basically, it should always be the subject. And it's something they don't talk about on TV. Absolutely. And
1: I think you're, up, you're spot on about Gareth Bale. Um, very much like David Beckham. Very different kind of player, of course. But almost, if Wales get a penalty... Put him on the pitch, make a substitution. If Wales get a free kick, put him on the pitch and make a substitution. When he played that game against America from the start to the finish, I thought that he was absolutely well. I, I didn't, I didn't realise that he was playing. Same as his oh, no. pal Ramsey. I thought they had absolutely awful games. Wasn't impressed with the Welsh at all. I was impressed with America. Particularly the first half, I thought they showed great energy, great fitness levels, and I thought, oh, oi, oi, these are going to absolutely spank the Welsh. Especially if the Welsh come out of the box and try and play a little bit, it's going to leave them exposed. And they were they were just picking off the Welsh at, 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 at ease in the first four to five minutes.
2: Well, yeah, uh, you know, I, I was so, I was I was delighted with you know the way that things were going. I didn't want half time to come. Uh, as you say, but it's it's that old it's that old age again. It's like watching Brighton play in the Premier League. You know they have so much of the ball and they create so many so many chances. But it's it's all about getting someone you you know to stick them away. Yeah. You know it's um. I mean Jeffers was on Sunday the other day, and he wasn't the greatest centre forward in the world. He was a terrific frontman, but. I mean, he, he 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 would score goal. You, you know, he he would score goals here, and uh, you know, cra- crazy how crazy the World Cup's been so far. You know, when Lewandowski walked up to take the penalty, I thought, oh, he he's, he doesn't look right here. You know, yeah. And now now you got him missing it. You know, you thought, I, I, I was thinking straight away, uh, again on the gambling element, you'd have had um um. Well, you'd have gone. Well, we we've won in the first game because we'd have had Messi first goal scorer or leading goal scorer, which and um, penalties help. My friend said to me the other day, "Yeah, and he takes the penalties. Lewandowski takes the penalties." Yeah. Um And when they when players like that miss him, you know, there's something going on. You know, there's something. It, it's not something wrong. It's not something. You know, in South America they might say, "Well, it's the attitude or something else?" But um, uh, you know, uh, the, His all round game Lewandowski. I, I I couldn't I couldn't work out that I couldn't work that game out either. You know, that it's a nil nil. I did in, in all fairness, out of all the players, all all the teams so far. You know, the one that the the team that I wouldn't want to play against is Tunisia. Yeah. I thought first half of Tunisia against them were, I mean, they're not a great side, parent, Don't get me wrong, but you know they look like they they got the right they got the right idea, and they've got and and obviously you know we've overlooked we everyone I think overlooked Ecuador, you know, uh, in the first game, um, they look good. Yeah, it's some of these
1: nations that we that traditionally um, aren't sexy, if you like Ecuador, you know, from South America. There, we would always look at the bigger nations above them, but quietly they've got some decent players, and they're they're coming up, and we're going, oh, where did these come from? Again, it could be a situation with Morocco yet to see them, but they. You know, Jimmy Hogan actually referenced the, the the North Americans many years ago and says that they've got great skill levels, natural football players. But I suppose, like a lot of Africans, just need that cajoling and getting them into a team, and and then letting them play football because they have natural, great, natural ability. And them Tunisians, they've certainly got that mental attitude. There was a, a clip that's going around the social media of one of the defenders. He looked a right lunatic when he went in and made that tackle. He had thought he just lifted the World Cup the way he was patting
2: his heart and
1: giving it one a large one to the crowd. I mean, that's quite frightening, isn't it?
2: Well, it was the same, exactly the same with the, the defender of Saudi Arabia, you know, yeah. um, especially, you know, that, that goal really gives the team a lift and uh, to make to, to make it one all. And, and he kind of raised his game about tenfold. He uh, When they went two, one up, it was like, I don't know, like their lives were on the line. They've... Yeah. They, you know Argentina really 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 they look like I went to Saturn the week before you know and they're a second, second division team uh, and w- when you got Argentina just looking at fry balls into the box searching for an equaliser you, you've got to wonder why and you wonder how you know Man, we watch Man City all the time here. They just don't keep it in crosses in. They do it more so now because they got the big centre forward, Harland. But you know that is when you can you you can tell that this team, these teams are not the. I mean, take Messi out. That I mean uh, they would have struggled yesterday with the old Lionel Messi. Let alone this Lionel yeah. Messi. I was just I was just dumbfounded about how, how poor they were. But then I, I fought I thought back and I thought. You know how many World Cups have they done? Uh, have they played like this? You know, it's almost as if I, I don't know. They, they just—they—they're the complete opposite of Brazil, really. Where Brazil are bold as brass in the World Cup, Argentina just went through the motions, you know, and they thought, well, tomorrow will do, and well, tomorrow is now a dangerous day for them. Absolutely. You did say that
1: um, they played as though the lives were on the line. Uh, some of these countries like Saudi Arabia and like Tunisia and uh, etc etc to be fair some of the lives might be on the line in their countries I mean it it is a different it's almost a kind of respect thing for your nation isn't it and I think the Iranians are going to get a few lashes when they go back to Iran for not singing the national anthem I'm just waiting for a commentator to say hey look the Spanish they haven't been singing the national anthem as well I'm just waiting Waiting for that moment. How it will be be the most comedy moment of the World Cup because of course there are no words in the Spanish national anthem. But some of these young kids ain't got a clue. Green
2: as well. well I, I, it's it's, a, it's a humorous, you know. We, we we like a little bit of a laugh and a joke on the show, but yeah. um, it's um, it, it does make me laugh when I'm going back to around my day, you know. And uh, I think Graham Taylor was one as well. After uh, a little while, after when he got the England job, and he he was he, he drummed into his players that they must learn the the national anthem, and he wanted it to be heard. They want them to be heard singing, you know, word for word. Now, who gives a monkey's about that, you know? Absolutely. As a player, you know. Uh, and and it goes back. It go, it go, I remember the fun, the funniest story I've ever heard about a national anthem would have been uh, we had a a, a, a local fellow here called Terry Mancini who played for Queens Park Rangers, played for Arsenal, and like so many others played for Southern Ireland. And they Terry Mancini played in a match one day, and they were standing around, They were they were singing, the national anthem was going on and uh, Terry he said, this is a dodgy national anthem. He said, wait, when does ours come on? He said, this is ours. <laughs> so he didn't even know his own, gra- because they were all Londoners. Half the, half the team were mostly Londoners. You, you know, um, and there's Graham Taylor, wanted them to be able to sing it. You know, it's, it's crazy. Um, how can a manager? How can that enter a manager's mind before going into a World Cup match? Absolutely. I, I
1: was I was watching the Welsh, the build-up, and it was so refreshing. All it was, it was talking about football. None of this political garbage that I keep hearing, especially when England are playing or on an England game day, as they call it now on on national radio. But the Welsh give it absolute clog with their national anthem. You thought, oh blimey, these are going to come out of the trap. And when the game kicked off, they they turned from lions to pussy cats.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a weird old. Uh, it, well, that that kind of epitomises the Welsh team, mm-hmm. doesn't it? You know, yeah. because they you know they're so they believe that they're the proudest nation in in the on the entire of planet. You know, and uh, that when they talk about the game and you know uh, you know. Gareth Bale, all we, all we got, all we can give is hundred percent, and if we do, our our fans Will love us. Well, I've never heard so much trash in all my life. Mm. You know, this I get. Putting eleven dustpins out there, you know. Yeah. You, you, you you this don't happen, you know. You can't just put average players out there and say give them hundred percent, which England have been doing over the years. You know, I'm I'm going from Wales to England, but that's what England have been doing for years because they have they have instead of picking their best players, they've been picking players who allegedly give a lot more than the the top from from the proper players and and that is absurd Mm -hmm. Um, I I think quite a while ago on on one of your shows I told you the story about um, I was working for a magazine once and uh, the editor said to me "Um, we're doing a feature on Matt Letizia this week and uh, and I said, can I go down to South Southampton and interview him? So they went, yeah, that would be a great touch. So I went down and see, I'd never met him and I, I I sat down with him and like I'd known him all my life and the next thing you know, I was asking him about the England situation and he said, well, I didn't get picked, he said, because I think one day in training, uh, we had a we had a, a, a full-scale match and someone's knocked the ball over my head and it was going out of play and uh, the coach come up to me and went why didn't you chase it and he said well he said no he said I'm conserving my energy he said no he said Linford Christie wouldn't have got that he said, so, so don't ask me to chase lost causes. He said, well, that's what you got to do. He said, because the, that really gets the crowd going. He said, well, no, it doesn't get the crowd going. <laughs> what gets the crowd going is if you get the ball into feet and they can do a little bit and maybe score a goal. But chasing lost causes, is, you know, and that is, has that is been England's kind of uh, way to play over the years. You know, they just love love picking these players that come off and say, "Well, you give 110 percent, you couldn't give more." But yeah, you know, uh, look at these marathon runners. You know, it's uh, you know, it's it's poor. But uh, you know, a lot of people will be screaming again about the English. You know, six goals against Iran, but uh, yeah. it's Friday. Friday's going to Friday's going to be superb.
1: Absolutely, and you're right. I mean, chasing lost causes and running. England have always looked more for athletic players than skillful, uh, quality players on the ball. It happened during your time in the 70s. We've done it on many occasions on our podcast my life my music when um, famously the the song that you you gave us was frank sinatra sending the clowns and and that's what england have always done instead of taking uh, thoroughbreds onto the pitch they've sent in the donkeys at times and we wonder why we gloriously fail but yeah friday night what a game thanksgiving the americans are really gonna be up for that game on that day, and of course in Bela Horizonte in 1950 put England to the sword, and I'm sure that they'll be looking and taking inspiration from that game back in
2: Brazil, won't they? Well, they will, they will, yeah that, you know um, that they're-
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer
2: you know, even even my son, he was born there. But you know, he, I don't know whether you can call him English or American. He, he's very English uh, in his mentality, but he's been coaching there for long enough. Um, but I think what they will do is after that first 45 minutes against Wales, I would sit my players down and get them to watch that every every day. And say that is your standard. If you want to go anywhere in your life, that is your standard. You got to keep up. There's no doing it. No good doing it for 45 minutes. Yes, we know that the opposition are going to come back, and uh, you know it's a it, it's a big competition, and and they got to fight back when they're losing. But um, that is a time when you got. They could have come out, and they could have. Uh, I'm all for going for the second goal but not being negative they they were they were charging around and they they I think they run themselves into the ground when they when they had full control of the game. Yeah. It's different if, if you come out half time and you're 1-0 down and you you're you're throwing it all in but the, they did it the other way round and I think they will learn a lot from that. They'll learn a lot from their first half performance and I don't think you you'll, you'll see that happen again. Anthony, he was born in
1: Seattle, wasn't he? How long or how many years did he spend in America? Because he did come back to England, didn't he? So what was Anthony's journey?
2: Well, it was uh it was a strange journey really because um I would think he was probably the least talented Hudson uh, in history as regards to the football uh my dad was a good player my his, uh, and his brother was a very good player he could have made it um and it just kind of well you know the story about when he first kicked a ball i think yeah. he was about probably eight something like that and he we were in tampa bay florida and uh and we went to a, a night out and we we went to don shanks uh Coaching place, and he had about forty kids there, and they they were going on and off the field and all that. And Andy just cut right out of the blue. He said, "Can I join in?" Mm-hmm. And we went, "Yeah." And it was it, it was. I wish I'd have filmed it really, because it was it it was quite funny. You know, he he didn't know what to do. He didn't know where where to go. I don't think he touched the ball, and he was running along alongside the opposition when they had the ball. So it's amazing, absolutely amazing. It reminds me, of, you know, when people say Jose Marino and Arsene Wenger weren't good players, you know, uh, or I didn't make it as footballers yet. They they become the what they have as uh, coaches. But yeah, Anthony, and, and the, uh, <clears throat> he he was a terrific athlete. And when I took him down, when I first took him down to West Ham, I spoke to Harry. I was very close to Harry Redknapp in them days. And he said, "Yeah, bring him down." If it had been the other way round, and he'd have said, "Bring Alan down," um, in them days, then Alan would have fitted in quite nicely, and I think he would have he he would have done well. He would have gone a lot further because Alan was kind of brought up in Seattle with um, young Jamie Redknapp. They were the same age, and uh, you can see, you know, the it, it's amazing how. How very fortunate both Jamie and Frank were that their fathers were in the game, yeah. and they went into you know if Jamie hadn't have had the bad injury in '96 when he came on for for, for Terry Venables' his team, team, um, he would have been he would have been a, a, a on for the a future England player, and you know so. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, when you talk about the path players go down, it does help, you know. When when you got a father or an uncle who's in the game, absolutely. So,
1: Anthony was born in Seattle. How many years did he spend in America before he come back to England? At what age was he when he come back?
2: Um, well, he was moving about. We, I came back. Um. When he was very very young, yeah. not knowing that my wife had already planned not to come back. Yes, yes. Uh, But uh, so I didn't see the kids for a, a couple of years because yeah. I was back in Stoke playing at Stoke and wondering what was going on. And then the the, uh, the coins finally dropped for me that uh, that the, the marriage was over. But uh, he went on a different route and he. Uh, he come out of the game. Uh, or he, 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 he fell out of love with the game and he was taking a wrong path in life. And uh, luckily, strained himself out. And his mum said to him, "Well, why don't you? Let's take you back to America and uh, start playing again." And uh, mainly because she wanted to go and live over there, I think. Um, so he had a, he had a weird path. He he'd got no really great football background but you, you look at these coaches today and you think well who has you know um, but here I've seen him coach he's, he's, he's I'm not one for the coaches uh, I still don't understand what they're trying to do um, but he, he's done a hell of a job I mean to get the World Cup is quite when you think what happened to me uh, and he's kind of got a free pass
1: so he would, he would have spent as much time in America as, as what he has done in England. So, I mean, Anthony, does he class himself as, as English or American or both? Because Tom said to me the other day, does he speak it with an American accent? And he doesn't. He speaks with a <laughs> a great, soft, eloquent English accent, doesn't he, Anthony?
2: Well, he does. He's. I don't. He's. he's I think he's uh, much like Alan and myself. You know. Um, I, I found. I found. I used to get the. Uh, I used to find that. Oh, I didn't get the amp with it, but the when I was playing in Seattle, a lot of the, the English players would try and pick up the American, you know, way of talking and yeah. you know, hey, you guys and all that, you know. And I weren't one for that. I was I was sticking to exactly the way I was brought up. And uh, it was kind of they were in a movie and they were trying to do this role, you know, of being the American. I wouldn't mind but half of them only come for like end of season for three or four months. So I don't know what they were going to do with it when they got back here, you know, walking around saying, "You guys." I mean, Don Shanks talks a little bit, you know, he he. But he'd been over in America, you know, on and off and. He he kind of lives the American way of living, so it's a little bit different with him. Um, <clears throat> but no, and he's very, very, he's very English. I mean, he could be an English teacher, really. Yeah. It's uh, as you say, very eloquent. He's, he, um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I I've, I've seen him take team talks in Colorado and I wonder how much he's got to say in address room in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope that he, he took no, note of all the notes I sent him the other day as regards the second half performance because something's got to be done about that because no one's won the World Cup if they can't go a second half and then again as in the old days extra time.
1: And. He famously as well, because it's not just Colorado that Anthony's managed. It isn't just being a coach of the American national team now, but he, he's had great experience. He almost took New Zealand to the World Cup a number of years ago when he was manager over there in New Zealand.
2: Well, I know, and he did. He, he took them uh, to one match. For, I think it was. Got the playoffs, game. didn't they? Yeah. I think it was Peru that they come up Mm against, and I think they he he got. uh, If they'd have beat Peru, they'd have been in the World Cup, which would have been quite an achievement. Uh, And he also um, coached in Bahrain for the Bahrain national, the under, you know, the the younger players. Uh, And it's strange you you should bring it up because I was thinking about that yesterday with uh, watching Saudi Arabia. You know, uh, it's the same part of the world, the same kind of uh, mentality, football mentality. And I looked at their coach on the line, I, and I wondered what what he, he must do with his players, you know, there. Because again, in as incredible underdogs, when they pull off a result like that, that could have easily been Anthony standing there, yes, or you know, I remember Don Sha- Don's Don's got a great story about when he coach nigeria you know uh and they did they they he said they actually could have won the world cup the year the year after he left or whatever he left them a real good team there so you know it's uh, the it, it's it's amazing really how anyone i mean they, 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 this, the 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 fellow in the the first game who was at Manchester United, it, it, you know, you'd think with all that vast experience, his mm-hmm. um, it, team got beat six by England, and yet you think, um, you know, it could have been double figures, really, yeah. uh, and, and you think, well, what's happened to all this experience? And, and it, you, can't, you can't blame your players because, you know, they're the best players in the country, no doubt. Uh, and and it's, it is I I just find it really a, uh, I don't really know the word for it. It's really a, amazing how you know he can stand there and, and 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 let happen what happened. You know, even even going back to the situation with a goalkeeper, he was going to let the goalkeeper stay on the field. Now He's he took a, yeah. he took a smash in the face. I mean. If it had been Mike Tyson, you know, uh, it, I don't think he could have been any, any harder, but it was head on head, and he got up and he walked around for a little while, and I, the, it, it went on to the, the, that Queeros on the line, and I thought, he's got, he's got to bring him off. He, he's got to bring he's got, especially a goalkeeper. It's, 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 it's bad enough having a centre-forward walking around. I mean, I remember Johnny Ball telling me he got hit he'd he done it once at Leeds he was for playing for Chelsea and they, he was in a pile up with a couple of Leeds players and Harry Meadows come on had a look at him are you all right and then he said I was running around for a couple of minutes and then it was an evening match at Elm Road he says and it was like I, I was on Mars, he said, I, didn't, I was looking at the floodlights, I didn't know where I was, why I was doing nothing. And that's said, that reminded me of yesterday with him. I mean, how can a coach, you know, allow a goalkeeper? He should have got him off straight away. I mean, he, I mean, we. okay, he's got a monitor there to watch. As soon as he looks at that monitor, he must, you've got to say, get that goalkeeper off the field. And, uh, you know, it's amazing, really. Uh, I know we're going off, off going off the subject a little bit, but it's little things like that. I mean, they're the, he won't play again, the goalkeeper. Yeah. So they're the, the fella that came on, you know, that was a great head of the first set of Bellingham. Um, and then we, the one where Maguire hit the bar and then the second goal. He was nowhere near any of them, and he was positioning was all over the gap, and you know that they got a, they got a big problem, and it probably goes back to your point with uh, about how many goals the other team score against Iran, and two go through. Yeah, I think that's going to
1: be the pivotal game for them. What American players have caught your eye? You know, we've we've spoken uh, at length about England, and I just wanted to focus more about you know this game and, and the American side, because after all, all said and done, it's it's your son. Bloody is thicker than water etc and I guess around the Hudson home you'll all be rooting clearly and, and, and I'll be you know I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it's a draw actually because I really want the best for Anthony I want him to smash Iran I was hoping there was going to beat Wales I'd like a draw so America can get something and I'd like to see America go as far as they can uh, and that's only for one person and that's your son so it's going to be fun and games around the uh, Hudson household on Friday. But who's the Americans that have caught your eye so far? Pulisic had a really poor game. I was quite impressed with Timothy Weir who scored the goal. I thought he took it like a season pro. He took it a bit like his dad.
2: Well, he took it more like Jimmy Grease. To yeah. Say the truth. He's a white, uh, a black Jimmy Grease. But, um, yeah, he took it superbly. And I mean, uh, it was a great ball by Pulisic. It's all he'd done in the game. Mm. Um, I'm very disappointed with him. I mean, um, I've been disappointed with him about the last two years watching him for Chelsea. But I think he was going to raise his game, and he hasn't. I was really relying on him uh, on doing on, on on being the star player for America. But um, my my other son said to me, Alan said to me yesterday about. You know, he's so impressed with Robinson. I mean, I said, he's, a, he's a Fulham fullback, you know, and, and the other fellow who played for Fulham, you know, and these, they're decent players. They, they, they're they good players. They play in a big league, so uh, it doesn't faze them. Um, I was, I, to tell you the truth, Paul, I was all a apart from Pulisic, who I, I thought was going to be, you know, the big player for them. Um I was I was really impressed with the older, uh, the entire American team. Yeah. The, the, only, the only thing that bothered me is what was said in the dressing room at half-time. Mm. Yes, we know that Wales are going to say, look, this wasn't good enough and we got to go out and do this for the fans and that for the fans. But um, I've got to put a question mark against the American coach for whatever was said in the dressing room.
1: Yeah, and I thought the way that the Welsh come out in the second half completely changed it put a big key for more up front and lumped it a little bit, you know, went forward from back to front a little bit quicker than the, the, they did in the first half. But you know, when you're doing that, I thought that would play into America's hands because as soon as you got the ball they've got more forwards in, uh, more players in forward positions and there's more space to exploit behind the Welsh and I thought that had America shown the same levels of fitness and desire in the second half of the first half, I think that that second goal would have killed off Wales and I I thought the game really was there for the taking and as you said it was a ridiculous challenge in the penalty area that led to the penalty and you just knew that Gareth Bale was going to step up and knock it in the back of the net?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you mentioned, uh, and it was mentioned after that that they were talking after about bringing, it was the right move to bring more on and all that. But I thought, um, I'm like you, I thought it would have suited the Americans. You know, the only, the, 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 the big thing would be for me if they brought someone like that on, you know, we have to be double careful now at dead balls and corners yeah. and everything else because he's a big lad. But no, let him have it on the halfway line. Let him have it. Don't worry about him because we, if they've watched tapes of it, uh, the the lad's a half a decent player, yeah. but he's no drug for her and he's yeah. no good of years ago. You know, um, and as we've seen with, the, you know, it's like Harland's... Um, it was shown when he was scoring all the goals for Man City in the early days, he was only getting about six touches, seven touches in a game. Yeah. Because he didn't, he, he when he goes to drop deep, he just plays one touch and he knows where he's wanted. That's in the box. And, you know, them big centre-fours are a little bit like that. Lewandowski drops deep and, and, and obviously, the, you know, we haven't spoken about Harry Kane and how he played the other night. How incredible England score six and he hasn't really had a shot on goal. Uh you know, there's so many features. Uh and the way these 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 top centre forwards, not that Moore is a top centre forward, he you know, not in the on the world on the world scene, but um no, I'd I i my big concern would be how what the American coach said and uh I know. I know we we It's not till Friday, but um, that won't happen against England um, because they won't have to. They won't have to worry about the, the different styles of play. Uh, but it, it's. It's going to be in the back of my mind. Um, they should basically be through now, America.
1: Mm.
2: They should have got the three yeah. points in the bag the other night, and knowing they're going to play Iran. Uh, as are Wales, obviously, but um, that, that bite all in against the Wales would have basically put them through. Uh, so they put themselves back on a knife edge, really. They
1: certainly have. How do you see the game shaping up, Al? Um, what's your prediction for the game? One of the players that caught my eye was at uh, number six, Musa. I thought he had a tremendous game. I'm looking forward to to watching him again. And I'm looking forward to watching our midfield play their midfield because I thought that they got three decent midfield players that that like to get it down and and pass it quick. And and again, I was impressed how how quick they moved that ball and went from back to front. And and I think that they're going to give England a, a real... Tough test. I know that when the draw come out, a lot of the English fans, ah, oh, we're going to smash Iran, we'll smash America, we'll smash the Welsh. I think England are going to... I think we'll draw, personally, against America. I think that they're going to give us a good game, and I think that'll be a, a good result for Anthony, go and smash Iran, and then they'll qualify, because I think that we'll then beat the Welsh in our third game.
2: Well, yeah, like... Please God, you're right, mate. Let's let's have the, um, you know, I i be, I mean, the Americans will most definitely go out and, well, I, they're usually a positive nation, you know, where they say we can beat these today, leave ourselves wide open, maybe not, uh, but you 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 can leave yourself wide open against England because. They play in such a, a, a negative way most of the time. Yeah. Forget the 6-2 the other day. That was a bit of a one-off. That won't happen again. Um, you know, if it was a Brazil, Brazilian side over the open a tournament like that, you'd have think, oh, they're going to go like that all the way through it. But that won't happen. Uh, I think uh, he's not stupid enough uh, sa- safe gate to think that the Americans are going to be a pushover. Mm. <laughs> um I'd like to think they. Uh, I'd, I'd be happy with a draw, and, and they go through after the, the Iran game. I really would. I'd be delighted. But uh, you yeah. know, my past, the history with the English, with the English FA, and how they treated me. I, you know, I would love the Americans to win. I really would. Uh, and it's a great day for America. Uh, the only thing, if they win, which would disappoint me, is that I'm not in America to celebrate. Yeah. Because they do know how to celebrate. It's a uh, it's a big day for them. Um, and let's let's hope that they can play for the ninety minutes. Because if they don't, it, I think the England are a lot more powerful than them. Yeah. Uh, they got a, a, a much stronger bench than them. Uh, you know, let's hope that they can put 90 minutes in instead of 45 minutes. And then I don't know what, I don't know, I really can't work out their their mentality in the second half, how they thought they weren't, they didn't, it, not as if they sat back and tried to hold on to the league. It was, um, they had, a, I think they had a, another half chance, they could have went 2-0 up. Um, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. You, know, the new, the new coach and everything else today is, you know, the 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 game is, in, in my day it was all about the players and today it's all about the coaches, you know, and they're all very much involved on the on the on the sidelines when players comes on, you know, they have to look at a disc and a and a, um, an iPad and all this and tell them what to do, where to go, and I well I, I just Don't get that part of it Uh, if you're going to pick for your country. You you know, uh, one thing in Alf Ramsey's favour, he always said, look, I want you to play today like you do for your club. And, uh, you know, he got that one right. Uh, And although they were were very fortunate in 66 to pull it off, uh, that is the right way to go about it. And round the Hudson
1: household, it will be focusing about the coach it will be focusing about Anthony and um, have you heard from Ant since have you, are you able to communicate because I know it's very difficult for him out there in Qatar and stuff, but you know his mum's over here. Are you all going to be watching the game in in the same room? You Anthony and sorry you Alan and uh, Maureen or are you lock like, no. in the kitchen? <laughs> Maureen will be in the garden. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She she does realise it's kicking off at seven.
2: (laughs) Yes, I know. We've got floodlights in the garden. Um, (laughs) But uh, no, as my dad used to say, uh, you know, although the game has changed radically, my dad really, I've got a picture on looking at him a picture on the wall here. It's um, what he would think of this. You know, it's becoming more and more you know female the game you know commentators and interviewers and this and that and the other I mean you know my my dad would always you know take uh, places in the kitchen you know that there <laughs> um, but you know it's um, and that is, that, that is no detriment I mean the girls were fans I mean if the, the fellas can go on and play half as good as the girls did in them final three matches in the Euros I mean you know, you got to give us a chance, but they won't play as well as that because uh, the, the the girls had a, a coach who was very forward thinking and 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 wanted to win and even going in the hardest game against the USA, they, they knew they could the win. That would that weren't the Euros, but um, no, they, they they really they they really went out every match and they they were fearless. I mean, Christ Almighty, and it paid off and they got players who were good enough to carry off. And if they had a couple of players who were a little bit, you know, not quite up to scratch, the others carried them through, you know, they, they were ter- absolutely terrific. Uh, and I just wonder what my dad would have thought about it. You know, he, he would have probably, you know, agreed with me. Um, I don't know. I don't know about um, the the English situation. Uh, will they be thinking we're going to go through with maximum points, or 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 will will that be it? You know, Southgate is very. You know, you, don't, you as a man that you. It, it's like watching a mystery, isn't it? One of them thrillers when he comes on, Sally. You think what's what's in the back of his mind if you're watching, you know, a serial killer you know, you think what's going on in their mind. And he definitely reminds me of that. He just hes so uptight and everything else and everything he does. And I think that that kind of rubs off. I feel it rubs off on the players.
1: Absolutely. It's a a mad world. It's going to be a mad world cup. And you can just see that yellow uh, banner on the bottom of Sky Sports, can't you? Breaking news. The sober tent is full of Saudi Arabians. (laughs)
2: Well, it's, it's just, it, it is amazing, it is amazing it, uh, there's, there's one thing to show with the political thing That um and they won't get the next World Cup and no, Nor will Egypt, you know, because this can't, this can't happen again I mean, uh, in all fairness, uh, the the commentator said it, the, the atmosphere has been incredible But they, they've got to say that because they're earning a lot of money to do so Absolutely um, uh, but it's it it's doesn't seem the same um, you know it's almost as if uh, and, and we we've, we've heard this <laughs> happen that the the people have given away tickets to people where they haven't can't sell the tickets they've given them away and they they just told told the workers to, to get out there and make as much noise as they can. you know it's like when it was in South Africa with them whatever they called them zailers. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> you know, I had to watch that with the sound off. It was ridiculous. But uh, that's, that's the change of the game, and that's the, the country we're going, you know. But um, it's, it's we'll see. I, I mean, so far, so good. I, I don't think anyone, manager, player, coach, anything, can say uh, anything about what's gone on so far. The pitches look great. Um, no, it's... Um, I, I don't say I was wrong, but uh, I still think it was uh, a wrong decision to have it there, and I, I still think um, there's there's still more to come as regards things that can go wrong. You know, I, I mean the thing with the goalkeeper against England, I thought, you know, that was very amateurish. I thought referee shouldn't have let it go on. I don't think the. Uh, their coach should let it go, and uh, you know things like that you know the, in the in a day when we stop everything for head injuries all through the we see all through the premier League here, they have to do something about that and say as soon as anything like that, he comes off the field, you know because one thing we don't want is a, another uh ericson ep, 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 episode and, yeah. uh, and especially with the head you know. That and that was that was the worst clash of heads I've ever seen because um, you usually see clash of heads where at least the players got their eye on the ball and and they're 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 kind kind of half expecting this to happen, but this was like walking down the street and someone's smashing you over there from behind you know because they both found their eye off the ball and they run into each other it was just amazing and it's things like that that you you know you have to bring up because you know that that could be so telling i mean iran aren't going to qualify we know that um but they're going to be a big part of who does qualify
1: Absolutely. And The only head to head one is the game England versus the USA on Friday night, seven o'clock. We will reconvene after that, probably Sunday morning. Now, uh, for part three of Alan Hudson's World Cup diary. Let's hope
2: it's a happy one. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it'll be it'll be a happy one no matter what because it's been a uh, for for Anthony. Uh, it's it's been a I know it's been a great experience already and not to get beat in that first game was quite something and that was all I was hoping but I must uh, must uh, must say that I'm very very happy with what I see and uh, after watching a couple of their warm-up games they just they 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 just baffled me I I just didn't think that they could play that well and he, he he sent me a message the day before saying all the boys have geared up for it, and he said they're a young team, but they're a very talented team. And I thought, well, that's not what I've seen in in pre season, you know, matches leading into this. Uh, but my, team, my son seems to obviously know more than I do, uh, but than he should do because he's involved with them on a daily basis especially out there, and I can see, I can see uh, where they're coming from, uh, they? They've got no superstars in the team, uh, which is a good thing. Where well, the superstars should be Pulisic for the money he costs and what he's done at Chelsea. He played in, he, I think he's won a Champions League. I don't know. Uh, it's and i really want wanting to step up to the plate. If he steps up, then you know, who knows? You know uh, when you see. Saudi Arabia beat uh, Argentina, yes, see, it gives everybody hope. I think, you know, everybody's going to, all the nations will say anything can happen. We all know anything can happen in football, but when it happens in the actual tournament you're going to go into, I think it gives you a big buzz, you know.
1: Absolutely. A little bit like Thunderbirds. In the next 90 minutes, anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> but next well,
2: time. The, the, the strangest thing is, you know, watching the game last night, you're going to say, well, you know, you might think that was a catastrophe yesterday, but, you know, if they don't go through at all, i intend, you know, the favourites knocked out the group's ages and everything else. You know, as I said, uh, I said to you, the other day and I said to my friends, they're all going on about Argentina and Brazil, I've seen all, most of their players play in this country uh, and none of them have really struck me as that good, you know? And they say, well, they turn it on. They're, they're different when they play for the... Graham saw this in the head He said, I've never seen a South American team play with less passion. Yeah. And, and they, they're always very, very physical, they they didn't, didn't they didn't seem to get that they 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 looked the, the better team all around in us. for 45 minutes saudi arabia looked so comfortable. Um, so it's all about I don't, there was a big talk about messi winning is this will be his last cup it will definitely be his last cup yeah. that uh, world cup that's for sure uh, and on the evidence of, ye- of yesterday uh no, I, I, I think uh, it's going to blow, it's blown it wide open um, and it looks like the player of the tournament, you know, he's already got it written that he's going to be back. Yeah. I know the
0: Australians,
2: but they're taking nothing away from the Australians. They could have been two nil up uh, and made it very difficult for the French. That could have been an entirely different game, and then then he hits a post at two one. It could have been two all, yeah. and made it very very difficult. So, you know, there's they, you know, these teams. Uh, I mean, we've only had two days of it, and there's so many question marks and so many. Uh, questions, no doubt, but I think the most important thing is when we decided to do the World Cup. it it was going to be based really on my son being there and what what I've seen so far from the American team they will get better as they go on they will take great confidence out of the way they played Till then, oh, mate, mate, I've got
1: some moving to do now. I'm sure you've got some moving and we're going to be looking forward to the moving, the shapers, the movers and shakers and everything on Friday night when England play America. So, I uh, hope you all have a great time, Al, uh, in in the household, watching Anthony and hope it all goes to plan for you, mate. Cheers, pal. Pal, well, Paul? Cheers. Bye now. That's See you right. now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>